Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Go to Market Speed Dial podcast. I'm your host, Hillary Carpio. On today's episode, we are talking all things time and calendar management with one of the best in the industry. Today's guest is MJ Jenkinson. MJ has been an executive assistant and has managed the time schedules and calendars across executives at Google, Splunk, Yahoo, the Golden State Warriors, and currently she is my colleague at Snowflake. Without further ado, MJ, welcome to the podcast. Hi, happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I got this recommendation to interview you from one of my colleagues because they spoke to you about calendaring and heard how I heard how great it was and that it was just life changing for this colleague of mine. So I'm excited to not only hear from you myself, but be able to share it with the listeners. And that's the point of this podcast is to share that mentorship with more people. So I'm excited to dive in. Uh, before okay. we get started, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, what your role is and describe what you do as you would describe it to your parents. I'm Maria Jenkerson, but you can call me MJ. I lead marketing administration and executive programs for the office of the CMO at Snowflake. How I would describe that to my parents, though, would be that I am an executive whisperer and a chaos coordinator. Best way I, I can describe. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of chaos in, in the world, so it's nice to have people who can wrangle it in for us. Let's just dive right in because I we have so many questions, not only from my side, but also from the listeners that posted on LinkedIn as well. And the topic that I posted on LinkedIn was like, raise your hand if you were uh, in back-to-back meetings this week and said, oops, sorry, I'm late. I was in back-to-back. Oops, sorry, I'm late. I had to run to the bathroom because I haven't had a second in my calendar to, you know, take care of myself. And so um, that comes from time management. Right. And so the first thing I want to ask you before we get to the nitty gritty is what is the biggest mistake you see people make in managing their own calendars? One of the biggest mistakes is, first of all, accepting and declining an actual invite. I I think um, uh, what I see a lot from admins who are just taking over an executive calendar is they look at it and they go, oh, my God, this calendar is a mess. Um, And it usually you see people being double, triple booked and it's because they don't accept and decline their meetings. Uh, so people think they're free when they're actually really not free. Yeah. Uh, so that's a huge thing. Let's make sure that you actually do take the time to accept and decline them. Uh, and also that leads to not accepting a meeting that you really don't need to be in. Look at what you're being invited to. Does it make sense for you to be there? That's one less meeting for you to attend. How do you recommend people determine what meetings they, quote, need to be in, especially emerging leaders who, one, might be flattered to be invited to a meeting, two, I think busyness is used as a badge of honor of being important, which is not actually always true, Um, and three, like, the discretion you need to say, no, I don't, versus yes, I do, like, do you have any advice for the listeners on how to determine it when it's not so obvious? Yeah. Um, well, as being in the role that I'm in, and, and I'm sure my, my colleagues that are in the same role, this is what we do. I mean, we actually go through, vet the invite, ask the questions like, what is it that I am bringing to the table for this meeting? How am I contributing to it? And also think to yourself, what are you going to walk away from? Um, it's great to be, like you said, invited to meetings maybe you don't, don't normally get invited to especially if it's coming from leadership, you, you have to ask yourself whether or not you are going to walk away with something from that meeting 
even though you're just there as an active listener versus somebody that's really contributing to the conversation. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And then say that you decide you don't you you don't need to be there, right? Do you have any advice for the listeners who might be a little bit nervous to tell somebody if you've been accepting every invite or most invites for years, how should that communication be handled to be tactful? Uh, easily, you can ask if the if the meeting's going to be recorded. Um, oh. That way, you can review and listen to it at a later time. Uh, Denise, for example, there's a lot of reoccurring meetings, and I'm, I know we'll talk about this later that happen mm -hmm. and they are actually with other leadership peers, but the reality is she can't always be there at that specific time that's being reoccurred week to week. And mm -hmm. she uses her walk time to listen to the recording at an, at, at a later time. And then of course she follow up after if there, there were any questions from, from her for that. Yeah, I love that idea of listening to a recorded meeting later, because I know for me, I almost never listen to recorded meetings because I'm like, who has time to do that, right? But throwing that on your headphones and going for a walk sounds like a great solution. So, cool. Um, you have done this process across multiple organizations and have won multiple you know, awards for how great you are at it. So can you talk about the impact when you make these changes to how you manage your time? Uh, talk a little bit about the impact you've seen on the executives that you support. Uh I think the feedback that, that I've gotten is that they didn't realize that there is actually a flow and a structure to their, to how they approach their week. I mean, I've, I've learned so many different tools and resources over the course of the years that I've been doing this. And one thing that I've learned definitely is not every process or every resource or tool that I've ever created works for every, every person mm -hmm. you it's. It's really trial and error to understand what works best for you in how you manage your time. And we, I've gone through a few rounds, um, you know, in my current role to figure out what's the best form of communication and what's the best form of being able to handle action items and then deciding, you know, what meetings uh, my executive needs to be attending. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> we crave organization and structure elsewhere yet become a passive passenger when it comes to our time. So that makes perfect sense. On that note, back-to-back uh, -back meetings, right? I mentioned it in the beginning of this podcast that that was kind of the question I, ra I raised because it's what I constantly hear from my friends, my colleagues, et cetera, is I'm in back-to-back -back meetings. So how do we eliminate them? What do we need to do? Is it something we can eliminate from the corporate culture? What is your advice to get rid of back-to-back -back meetings on our calendars? Number one, you've got to schedule breaks. You have to you have to schedule time for you to take a breather and actually stop from having a back back to back meeting. There's also a tool in Google in the calendar. It's called Speedy Meetings. It's just a click oh. of the box settings, and what it does is it shortens your meeting by five minutes if it's a thirty minute meeting. It's longer if it's longer than thirty minutes, and it's a really useful tool because it makes you stop five minutes earlier. So it gives you that mm -hmm. time to actually stop and take a bio break if you need to take one. But the caveat with that is, is that you do need to end it five minutes earlier. And I think most people tend to just continue to talk and meetings are always going long. This tool is only going to work for you if you use it for what it's meant for. Also yeah. too, I recommend that you 
put in your calendar 50 minute personal personal break 30 or even 30 minutes also i recommend that you schedule in focus time where you're actually focusing on your work um that is you're not going to get any work done if you're constantly in meetings and you'll, you'll never find time to complete tasks or respond to people or action items if you actually don't have time to do the work. Yeah, and it goes back to your other point about blocking time on your calendar. If you're like for the not having duplicative meetings, it's the same thing if you're looking at an open spot on your calendar and say, okay, I have 30 minutes from 1130 to 12, I'm going to eat lunch, but it's not blocked, then somebody can go ahead and book that. So, and then I think exactly. sticking to it, yeah, sticking to it's also really hard because I've been put blocks on my calendars for years, but then I always just book over it because I have too much to do and I can't, you know, I can't get it all in. So I book over my personal time. And again, goes to your other point of what do you really need to prioritize? So can you talk a little bit about advice you have for how to prioritize uh, what to spend time on when everything feels important? Yeah. Um, again, there's, there's a couple of different ways to approach this, but I think the most useful and something that your listeners can do right away is actually look at your week in terms of projects or purpose, right? Because if you are putting in meetings for all different topics throughout the week, you're, you're having to shift your mindset and think about like what it, you know, oh, what am I meeting about now? But if you try to organize it in a sense of what is your, what is the purpose that day? or what are the projects that, that you're, you wanna be in that day, that's how you organize. Um, that also kind of alludes to, you could be on multiple Tiger teams or teams that are working on the same project. Another thing that you can do to balance out the days is coordinate maybe a two hour block for that specific project and have the different teams that you are working with rotate into that two hour block versus having multiple meetings throughout the week and they're spread out. Yeah. It sounds like the consistent theme is you own your calendar, right? And you yeah. have the liberty to make these changes. Obviously there's sometimes we don't, we just have to show up to a certain meeting, even if it's not on the theme of the day that we would like to, that's mm -hmm. part of the real world. But I'm curious what advice you have for more junior individuals who I could imagine are going or could be going, well, yeah, but you're working with a C-level executive and you get to control your calendar and I don't have that authority to do that. I think people actually do have the more authority than they think to just reach out and say, hey, I would like to move this to another day or hey, have you considered moving this? I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I mean, everybody's important. It doesn't matter what level you are in an organization, everyone's time is important. And I don't think um, asking the question is, is you know, not going to be taken negatively. I think in some cases, if you actually present a solution for someone else, they're more open to it, that it makes more sense to move it to a different day or time. And you're not going to know that unless you ask. So be open to it. Yeah, that's a great perspective. I, I'm sure you've probably been in the situation where you're like trying to figure out what's the best day and time for everyone to meet, especially when you're, you've got like 15 people on the call and you're going back and forth with emails going, oh, that doesn't work. This, this, this day doesn't work. Uh, there's a tool called Doodle. It's a Google mm -hmm. app um, you can download and you essentially can put in all the times and then just get everyone to put in, in check up a box. 
when are you available? And then it filters and narrows the time for you. So you know exactly when people are, are okay. it's a lot easier than trying to do it in the actual Google calendar, because when you do that, when there's multiple people and you're opening up, trying to find where the opening is, it's, it's just way too busy. You can't even, you can't yeah. even see, you can't even see the, yeah. the time. Well, yeah. And then people have blocks too, right? They have blocks that they might have reserved for executive calls and they want to use that time, but you wouldn't be able to see it in their calendar. Yeah. Or they accidentally um, accept someone's out of office and it blocks their entire calendar. So people yeah. think that you're out of office when it's not actually you. So yeah. um, things like that. Uh, okay. So we have one more question before we move to the listener questions. And that is that work-life balance is really important for productivity at work, right? If we're constantly burnt out at work uh, or outside of work, then it doesn't, it does not very helpful. So do you have any advice for the listeners and me while we're at it on how to balance the external calendar, internal calendars and maintaining that balance. Yeah. I'm number one, you've got to set boundaries for yourself. If you get home and you have family time between six and eight, that's sacred time for you. Don't sway from that block it out time. That's the do not schedule time on your calendar. Right. So people should, should be able to see that that's, that's a time that you, you, you're just, you, you hold it sacred. Some people do that in the mornings too, because they, they maybe work out in the morning before they go into the office. So set those boundaries and, and really stick with them. Also get creative of the actual spare time is how, what I call it. Like during my commute into the office, I can probably hash out three quick calls, 15 minute calls during my commute with my team and just get on a call and do it while I'm driving um, versus scheduling that during the work day. Yeah, I love that. Cool. Well, we are going to move into the LinkedIn questions. And first question is we usually tend to have meetings to set agenda for the upcoming meetings and so on and so forth. How do you handle the, how do you handle such situations uh, as they increase? Actually, this is something that could be accomplished by using a shared document and not having to actually set a meeting for it. And I, I highly recommend people try to do that uh, because people can answer and, and give feedback at any given time. It doesn't require you to actually schedule, schedule the time. Okay. Question from my buddy, Arthur, who has been on the podcast before. His question is outside of meetings, what is the biggest time suck for an exec or typical worker? So yeah, outside of meetings, I would say it's requests for engagements outside of your day-to-day work. So for example, my exec, she's constantly being asked to speak at events. Sometimes it requires her to travel. So um, it could take a significant amount of time to, you know, take out of your week or your day just to, to do those. But sometimes those are necessary because, the, you know, you're sharing information with the industry or you're talking about your own company and your product. So, yeah, definitely having to do things that are outside of your day to day is a huge, um, takes a huge amount of your time. 
Yeah. And we are so grateful for the time that you're here today. So thank you. And your impact will be felt um, from sharing your time with us. Uh, next question is from one of our own colleagues. And that is, how do you help an early employee in marketing or marketing ops or an enablement role as in like a knowledge worker? How do you help them learn to adequately manage time? Again, going back to like really understanding what it is that you're actually attending, especially for a newbie, I think the ones that are important, obviously early on are the ones where you're going to walk away with knowledge. So if you can mm -hmm. find time to attend a self, you know, learned assessment or course internally, use it, learn. When I first joined Snowflake, I actually took a couple of the sales courses so I could understand the product better. Um, even though it's not part of my day-to-day, -day, I didn't want to go to Summit, which is our user conference, and not be knowledgeable on what our product was to potential customers or people that I interact with. Yeah. Specifying how you spend your time to what your goal is, right? Which is what you're saying. You have to yeah. know what your, what your purpose is, and then you can align your time accordingly. Great. Next question. So this is a really interesting one. With all of the talks and pilots around four-day work weeks, curious how that would affect the current processes and meeting culture of many companies. You can't just cram the same amount of meetings in fewer days. So how do you ruthlessly prioritize and how do you lead by example? I mean, this could be a whole separate podcast, so we'll do a mini answer on this one. Yeah. You know, actually, my husband is exactly in that. He's got, he's got a four-day work week and he has a three-day weekend. He's really good about using those three days as his weekend. So he does have 10-hour days. And I have seen this trend at other companies. They're, they're lengthening their days, but the week is shorter. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the balance is the same. It's just, you're doing it in a different way, but all the same techniques that I've recommended would apply. So yeah. it's just, you know, you'd balance it out in 10 hours versus eight hours. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things that I also recommend, I think we, talked about this earlier about the, your spare time. When I walk in the door at the end of the day, I've got my kids coming after me, trying to prep for dinner. There's like all of these things that are happening. As soon as I walk in, I don't have time to like breathe even when I get home. Mm -hmm. But those first few hours, you know, is, is family time uh, and task time with, with my family. Later on in the evening, I have that downtime. Everyone, you know, kids are in bed. Mm -hmm. My husband's already in bed. I find that I can do the bulk of my work, but that's, but this is me between that nine to 11 hour. And mm -hmm. I actually use that, that time frame because it's quiet. I can think I can really concentrate and focus on what I'm doing during those down hours where nobody's bothering me. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, I yeah. obviously, um, I don't recommend it for everybody, but that is what I do. And it actually helps, helps me manage all the, you know, the things that are time sucks for me throughout the week. So here's my question. Do you have a calendar block on your calendar from nine to 11 for your personal time? I actually don't have it because I know that I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. No, That's I don't, funny. but that is, that, that is my actual, my, you know, focus time. I get a lot of work done at that time. You probably, the emails come from me or, or even see me online at, during those, those hours. 
this is when I do my best work. So Yeah. And that's the spirit of this, right? Is that you have to do what works for you. And if that's when you do your best work, then great. Optimize your calendar for it. And yeah. if somebody else, I do my best work at about six in the morning and I get up before everyone else is awake on the West Coast and I do my work then. And that's what works best for me. So I am dead asleep at 9 p.m. when you are sending those emails. So I don't think I've ever seen them come through. But nonetheless, uh, this has been awesome. I have a few wrap up questions to wrap up our time together that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. And you gave a ton of tip to the listeners. So I actually feel kind of bad asking you for more, but this is something I ask everyone. So what are a few tips that listeners can walk away with from this podcast and start doing today? Oh, okay. Again, going back, just kind of wrap things up, analyze the use of your time. Um, If you can identify where you're like, what do I want to say? Wasting your time, but you're spending the most of your time in, try to identify what that is and make, uh, make adjustments. For example, if you're a manager um, and you spend more than 50% of your time in one-on-ones, then change the cadence, Go going back to like making them bi-weekly. So you're spending, you're still accomplishing what it is that you need to do, but it's, it's n- not as much time. If you have an assistant, please, please let your assistant manage your calendar. <laughs> that is the worst for an admin is when... Um, they have an executive that still tries to add in calendar invites and manage their own calendars. You don't know what he or she is working on with other admins or peers that you're, you know, to be asked to be in meetings. And when you plop those meetings in, that could already be accounted for and you don't know it. And also two people shouldn't be doing the same job. So let your, <laughs> let your assistant manage your calendars. Also use the other tools that I recommended with, with shared documents. Uh, there's also, um, here's a really cool tip. I think a lot of people don't know this, but when you're in an email and you've got people on the distribution list, there's three little dots at the top of your email. You can create an invite from that email and schedule a meeting with that distribution group right right from the from the email. I think people don't know about that. It's kind of one of those little Google secrets. But uh, there's a whole bunch of them, and there's a whole bunch of like shortcuts and things that if anybody wants to reach out to me, they can reach out, and I'd be happy to share. Sounds like you need to make a TikTok channel with all of your <laughs> Google Calendar <laughs> tips. <laughs> make little shorts. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Okay, so this is go-to-market speed dial, idea being that you can, you know, hop into the podcast and get your answer, your questions answered. So who is on your speed dial when you are in a pickle, you need help, career, anything else? uh, Who are your mentors? Who do you call? Oh, the former chief of staff at my previous company, he was my mentor. I, gosh, I communicate with him almost on a weekly basis. Incidentally, I actually ran into him on Wednesday He was out here traveling and he just popped up at a lunch that I was at and I was just absolutely floored to see him. But he is on my speed dial. I actually have um, Denise on my speed dial as well uh, because as requests come in constantly and daily for her, I just send her a quick test. Hey, you got five minutes and we get get stuff done. One other person that I have um, on speed dial is my admin (laughs) team. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I want, I want to get their opinions all the time on, on how I'm approaching things. You know, it's, uh, that's how I lead by example is because I, I pull them in. And so uh, they're on my speed dial. They're, they're always, they're accessible to text or call. I love that. Yeah. Your team 
Should be on your speed dial. I love that answer. Okay, last question. Where can listeners find you if they want to uh, contact you or, or learn more about you? I can be reached on LinkedIn. I'm just look for Maria Jankerson. It doesn't, I'm not listed as MJ there. And my uh, Gmail is Maria Jankerson at gmail.com. So that is J-E-N-K-E-R-S-O-N. That's at gmail.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you coming and sharing all of your insights and I'm excited uh, for everybody to hear the tips you shared. Okay, great. Well, thank you for having me. It was super fun. And yeah, everyone reach out to me um, if you have any other questions. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Go to Market Speed Dial podcast. I'm super appreciative to our guest today, MJ, for sharing her tips, tricks, insights, and all things time and calendar management. If you're loving the podcast, I would love for you to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. As I build this podcast out, I am learning that the reviews are super important to the algorithm and help other people discover the podcast. So super appreciate you listening, super appreciate you sharing it with your friends. And I must always tell you, um, as normal, that the thoughts, opinions, ideas expressed on this podcast are my own and do not reflect that of my employer. Looking forward to seeing you next time on the Go to Market Speed Out Podcast. Go!